The amount of vibrators we found was fantastic. My mother <laughs> picked up about four dildos at one point and she's like, please don't try to kiss me, please don't try to kiss me, don't touch me, don't touch me. That's the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. Get out of this and room. I know. <laughs> what do you mean? Hang on, I'm going to go finger the icing off another cupcake. Hello and welcome to this week's stay-at-home edition of Officially Unofficial, where we went on a blind double date a la Zoom. My name is Bianca. And my name is Natasha. And this is an apology for going radio silent for a couple of weeks, but it's a global apocalypse. Yeah, I know, literally, it's a pandemic, so give us a break. We're doing our best, Um, but we've adapted to the times. And I I think we've got to do two things, and you mentioned this because you're smart, um, a, we've got to introduce ourselves. B, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room and then get into our topic for the episode today. So who the hell are we? Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> so we have realized that over the last couple of weeks, we've got a little bit of a new audience, which we're super excited about. And we've had the opportunity to... Welcome. Yeah, welcome to Officially Unofficial. We've had the opportunity to... <laughs> um, <laughs> We recorded a couple of episodes, so we're getting into a bit of a rhythm and recognizing what topics we really like talking about. So mm. Bianca and I are two best friends who met in Sydney. Yes. Surprisingly, only a year ago. Literally. Um, and we love talking. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say like we met and then within an hour, we were organizing a trip to Europe, which we went to, which we can't do this year, but we'll get to that. Um <laughs> And yeah, it's been an amazing friendship thus far and will continue to be. But we started figuring out that like we had a lot of opposing views on, um, I guess, kind of what you'd call zeitgeisty topics around love, dating, human interaction in general, and then just like the different ways in which we learn from the people we come into contact with. Now, we've both had very, I guess, international upbringings. So Nat, you grew up in Cyprus for the majority of your life because that's where you're from yep. and that makes sense. <laughs> and I grew up in a bunch of countries as well, but none of those really made sense that we just moved around a lot. Um, but yeah, we met in Sydney, came to this Wait, idea. Wait, give us a list. Now... Give us a list. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it was like my, for my parents' job, but, you know, it didn't make It makes sense. Uh, look, we'll get into the episode <laughs> before we go down that track. But more, you take us through more of why we're doing this. So we both um, create a lot of content for the different stuff that we do for work. Now, Mm. Bianca is a journalist and she is fantastic. Thank you. Um, Tell my boss. Watch our Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Check out our Instagram. It's at officiallyunofficial.pod. We'll be posting a couple of the articles that B's been writing about because they're all extremely interesting. Um, I've done a lot of like digital marketing stuff in events as well as for a magazine and a startup. So we love learning. We love being around creatives Mm. and we wanted a project for the two of us that would give us the opportunity to kind of check in at least once a week and I guess just like unload everything. Vent. (laughs) But also rationalize past the emotions and kind of like intellectualize why certain like social phenomenons happen to us, happen to the people around us and happen in general. So that's how Officially Unofficial was born. Um, and now I guess we're dealing with very complex times. Um, some would even go as far to say that it's unprecedented. 
Um, haven't heard that word enough. But basically, I guess we want to start this off with a quick caveat to say that we should acknowledge what's happening is not ideal. In fact, it's quite awful. Um, everyone's lives have been affected, and I think it's like the first time in about a century in which every single human being on the planet is facing the exact same cultural, social, political, economic, health, every bloody paradigm under the sun phenomenon. And coronavirus is an extremely dark and complex issue. And we should just say that, like, yeah, for people who are struggling, for people that are confused in this time or feel isolated and alone, um, we're here for you, we see you, and, you know, we can't relate to every single experience that everyone may be having, but we can definitely empathise. On that note... On that note, obviously we're a sociology love and dating podcast and we've decided to dive deep into something that we both believe is going to be a massive social phenomenon, particularly in the way like people um, romantically engage during this time of <laughs> like self-isolation, no contact, social distancing, whatever you want to call it, love in a time of coronavirus. It's interesting. And you know what I love about you is that we can't just, you know, we can't just date during this time in like the normal ways. So Nat came up with the idea that we should go on a double date. And I was like, (laughs) cool, love it. We've never done that in real life. But, you know, we've also never lived through a global pandemic. So now's the time for firsts. Um, But she took it to the next level when um, we got our podcast producer, shout out to Dale, good friend of the show and absolute angel, to pretend to be us on Hinge and talk to a bunch of strangers. (laughs) So many, (laughs) um, a bunch of strangers. And the amount of people that were here for it to like go on this random double date with us just astounds me. Um, But yeah, so he posed as two women, found us two men. And we ended up going on a double date a la Zoom. (laughs) A blind double date. So Bianca and I had no idea who we were going to go on this date with until the moment the call started. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I mean, we got names. That was it. And what were their names again? Shout out to... We didn't even ask them if we could say their name. We did ask for consent, by the way. Um, And they they later found out that we were too... um, We didn't know, and it was actually a single man asking them, pretending to be us. But uh, shout out to Shay and Kane, who I thought was actually called Kanye because he spells his name weirdly, but whatever. (laughs) And yeah, I guess we've just got to debrief about this because we actually haven't spoken about it, and it was obscure it was yeah it was definitely interesting it was an experience um I think that the fact that we didn't know them made it a little bit harder to go into the date because it was anarchy it was plus if you're ever on a dating app before you agree to go on a date with someone (laughs) you establish different things that you know about them that you're able to talk about on the date whereas this was like going in with the biggest like blindfold on our eyes (laughs) literally like a full-on I mean I always joke about like wearing someone's red flags as a bandana we didn't have a single red flag to use as a bandana like we knew nothing (laughs) absolutely nothing and like I just want to pose a question to our listeners right now honestly when have you ever gone on a date with someone without stalking like their social media googling them asking their friends about them I guarantee the result would be zero. No one is, like, we are in such their a connected Facebook, society right now. No one has ever been this blind. Um, 
<laughs> in terms of a date, you know. Um, so before we get into it, though, I want to know, what is your, like, what do you think of online dating? Okay, so I, I've, I have nothing against online dating. I've had some very positive experiences in the past. When I moved to Australia at the age of 17, I made my first friend on a dating app. I love that. Um, I've also, yeah, just fully went in saying, you know, I know no one here. I'm not looking for a relationship. I just want a friend. Um, but I've also had a very successful relationship um, stem from a dating app. So I'm pro dating apps. Having said that, inevitably, everything happens really, really quickly when you're looking for romance on a dating app because everyone's on there with certain intentions. Oh my God, and Speak the fact that you match it, with someone. Literally. Yeah, the fact that you match with someone already says that you're both physically attracted to each other. And I just think that from the moment you meet in real life, that just speeds the whole experience up. Yeah. So... Online dating during Corona, I think, is a great thing. <laughs> There's just so much potential out there because it forces everyone to establish a friendship before it can lead to anything else because, hey, the option of meeting up in person is non-existent. Yeah, true. What's your stance on it, both pre-corona so, as well as now? Pre-corona, I have been... I guess vehemently against online dating for myself. Like I'm not going to sit here and shit on people's preferred um, means of like engaging with people, especially when there are like tens of millions of people on these apps. Like they're not all wrong. I'm probably wrong about this. I'll accept that. But (laughs) I just, I hate the idea that it is very image based. And I know a lot of apps have tried to correct that by like putting in questions and all this. But at the end of the day, like, I find it quite vapid. Um, That being said, I'm also quite vapid and I will only ever like hit on someone if I'm physically attracted to them. So sue me, I'm self-aware. But I think like (laughs) my problem is I like to be in the physical presence of someone. And I also, you know me, I hate small talk. Like I actually can't do it. I like can't sit here and be like, hey, like I don't, I don't even think I say hello to people anymore when I meet them for the first time. Like, I think I go straight in with like, what are your political views? Or like, what's your stance on this? Or like, that's so true. <laughs> what, the amount of what? times I've seen you do that. And I'm just like, can you act normal? For t- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, if I don't ask you what your relationship is with your parents in the first, well, 20 seconds, I'm probably not speaking to you. That's, and that's just it. But, um, so for work, I should probably get around to writing this story um, ASAP. But, like, now that we're in a time of coronavirus, I think I spoke to one of the, like, managers at Bumble and she said to me that they've seen, like, a massive surge, quite naturally, of people using the app. But one thing they noticed was the amount of people, like, engaging in proper conversations has gone up, like, 1.1 times. And the amount of people video chatting on it has like surged astronomically. So where they may have seen like people only using the video chat function for a hot minute or so, it's now the average across 90 million users globally is 14 minutes, which is long. Like for a stranger, I didn't. Long. I didn't even know that you could video call on Bumble. That's yeah, cool. right? I mean, like I don't have it, but you know, I'm, I might get it after this. I was pretty convinced. And she said like, what people are craving because it doesn't have that whole like, oh, like hookup function. We can just like sign up a booty call and go straight away. And like that kind of seedy undertone that dating apps unfortunately have, because I think they're a really great platform for people to connect, um, has forced people to now kind of like 
you know, intercept that whole day-to-day communication or flirtation they may have with a stranger onto the online space and, like, you know, facilitate higher standards of discourse because we can't do that anymore um, as easily. Yep. Which is definitely changing my perspective and I hope that's a trend that lasts. But speaking of trends... I definitely think that that's a... a, I mean... Oh, yeah. No, go. All... No, wait, you froze. Okay, you're back. Okay, you're back. (laughs) Technical difficulties. Um, This is what we do for you people. (laughs) God. Um... But no, this is a great time to be on dating apps because all those, you're always going to have the hookup culture. Like that's inevitable. But all those, you know, really, really great people who you might meet at the beach or at a cafe or at the library are also lonely right now. So yes, all those sad like Timothy Chalamet lookalikes that are usually brooding at the park with a big thick book uh, at home on a dating app looking for the love of their life. So give it a go. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Speaking of loves of our lives, we definitely didn't find them on our double Zoom date. <laughs> that, okay, so the guys we went on a date with were awesome. Yeah, fantastic. They actually were, and that's not even us yeah. being polite or, like, fearing being sued. They were great people. We'd tell you if they sucked, but they were great. Um, they were great, chatty, <laughs> fun. Um, but, yeah, not, not the loves of our life just yet. Yeah. Give us a few more weeks in isolation. Um, We'll get back to you. But um, it was definitely interesting because I think, like, one thing we briefly talked about was how, like, how to get ready for it. How much effort to put in. Like, do you do your makeup? Do you dress up? And We didn't, really. I mean, I got out of the shower in, like, my um, pyjama top that's oversized and has several pasta stains on it that I've sustained over my 25 days in isolation thus far. You looked good, but you didn't look like I looked you good. made an effort. Well, you just looked naturally beautiful as per usual. Shit. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Thank you. No, I made like a little bit of effort. Like my hair looked nice. I was wearing a nice top and pajama bottoms. Why not? Yeah. I was hoping that really... my, yeah, I was hoping what my Zoom resolution say? wouldn't be good on my computer so they didn't see <laughs> how shit I looked. Oh my God, stop. No, the Wi-Fi really connection loved... was really good though. So that was, um, you know, first world problem. Um, Ouch. But yeah. What I really loved was the guys because, so they were both wearing um, linen shirts, which I loved. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Oh, by the way, important to note, they were actually friends. So Yes. Yeah. They did know each other. Yeah. And what they told us was that they initially planned on wearing suits to the date, but then they thought that (laughs) might be a little bit too much. And I will agree that would have definitely been just just a little bit too much. I feel like I would have hung up if I saw that. Like, these people are clearly taking the piss. Whereas the college shirt was a nice move. It was, like, an acknowledgement we're on a date, but then they were also wearing shorts, um, which, if you've listened to prior episodes, is just a war crime. It really is. <laughs> I hate to rattle on about it. We're not going down that. We're not, we're not talking about that again today. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a time and place. Um but one thing I really loved was when we asked them kind of what their red flags would be, they both instantly said if they had logged onto the Zoom call and seen that we were like overly done up and really kind of exaggerated in our appearance. Both of them said they're like, we would have hung yeah, up yeah, instantly. They said, they said if, if we looked like we were made of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I like... I'm glad they were very forthcoming with their opinion. We're not going to plastic surgery shame anyone, but I I get it. I think it's the whole, like, 
you know, this is a very intimate, weird, like strange way to meet someone for the first time. To be so obsessed with your image or to be so concerned, kind of just like, I feel like it does say something about where you are as a person, but it also says what you value as well. And like for us to, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to say for us to like only mildly value our appearance. I didn't value it at all, but I also went in with the mentality that like this is a joke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like it does express something about you. Yeah, but I think that if if you're genuinely asking the question like, should you put any effort into preparing for an online like Mm. Zoom date? I think just wear something that you feel comfortable in, look good because then you feel good. And I don't know, if you make a little bit of an effort with like your lipstick or I don't know if you're a guy and you're wearing, you know, a nicer shirt, it's going to make you feel a little bit more like you're on a date. Exactly. That's the thing. Like you want to set the environment so that, you know, the fact that we can't meet up with each other. Yeah, of course it sucks, but it's also like, you know, it's a pretty small price to pay for the health and safety of the entire globe and the economy. Exactly. Um, But it also just like kind of establishes that mood, sets a precedent. And there's also so many little ways to kind of make you feel more connected. Like, I don't know, bloody hell, drink the same bottle of wine or like cook together, I've heard people say, which I don't know if I could handle that. The amount of like stress cooking (laughs) brings into my life and then talking to someone would be a challenge and a half on a date. But you know what I mean? It's just like, setting that precedent of just engaging in like a sexy kind of dating capacity. Share Um, a playlist, you know, spice it up, make it fun. And I know as well. And the amount of people that are like concerned the government are watching them through their camera that like put (laughs) stickers over it day to day. Like your camera finally gets the chance to breathe. The government finally gets a chance to see what you look like. Like give them a show. Let them know. There's a hot chick hiding behind, or a hot person, I should say, hiding behind this little two-cent sticker I got covering my camera and my secrets. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. Next question. B, do you think it Next question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the date was at all awkward? I did at the start. Okay, me too. God. A little bit. <laughs> I think, but, like, in saying that, I mean, aside from the fact that every first date has its air of, um, you know, tension and jittery, I guess, vibe. I hate that word. No. Every first date has its kind of like, um, you know, timidness. That's what I'm looking for. Where you just, you just don't bloody know this person. But like what we lacked was any preparation whatsoever. So we didn't, honestly, these people could have been serial killers. They could have been like extremely religious zealots. They could have they been could our have been cousins like right and we wouldn't know. Nazis. We wouldn't know. Like what the hell? <laughs> they could have been, they could have been dogs for all we know. Like our podcast producer really could have stitched us up with that. Thankfully he didn't. And he got us two very talkative, lovely, genuine gentlemen. But it was just like, there was no way to kind of prepare for it like you don't know what topics were off limit what topics to bring up what mutual interests do we have do you ever do that thing on the date I know I do where you like stalk the person find out what they're into google the shit out of it say it's like a band or something and then find a way to weave it into conversation no so they think you're really relatable and like no I don't think I've made that much effort ever Well, exposed, because I don't know how to talk to people, so oh that's God. why I struggled with this. Um, but what did you think was 
awkward about it. Okay, well, I think that the date itself was a combination of all the worst things. It was a blind date, it was a double date, and it was <laughs> it was a Zoom date. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much worse it can get. Oh my god! But um, I think it was only awkward at the start before everyone, you know, especially yeah. myself and um one of the boys, like before we got comfortable really opening up and chatting. Um, but I think that after the first like five ten minutes, it just became really friendly and comfortable and everyone kind of articulated that they felt the same way. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. Openness, honesty. It's like, what are we doing right now? What we said from day one? Like, people's relationships fail because they're not honest. Yeah, manage your expectations. (laughs) Manage them. Oh, my God. I know. And then I think, like, what helped was just asking very, very direct questions. That's when it really started to take off. Like, Granted, some of the things I didn't love was when they did get comfortable, they got pretty, like, direct with their line of questing. For example. Oh, my God. When we were like, okay, we've got to spice things up. So for context, we did two Zoom calls because you get the 40-minute time limit. And can I just mention, we haven't shamed them for the fact that they were late. Yes, a little bit of that was because of the technical difficulties they faced. But still, they were 20 minutes late to the first date. So no, but red flag. It wasn't technical difficult. So obviously, when they matched with our account that Dale was managing on Hinge, this is something they told us on the call, um, they thought it was <laughs> a prank. So they thought that they were being catfished. So when we... Understandable. 100%. I would have thought the same thing. But when we when they agreed to do the call with us... I had to send them an email with the link to the Zoom call. So as soon as they received the link, they found my name on the email address. So they stalked my Instagram account to see that we were real and we did have a podcast. And then they found (laughs) the podcast Instagram account, but they still weren't sure. So then they found the podcast on Spotify. And then they decided to jump on the call. (laughs) This whole thing took 20 minutes. I love that. And that's why they were 22 minutes late to this goddamn day. Um, The audacity. Yeah. Where were we going? Oh, the the questions they ask. Yeah, so when things start to spice up, I love how, like, his go-to was like, okay, everyone tell your virginity stories. And I love it because to me, like, yes, that's a very confronting, intimate question, but I also feel like it really revealed, like, I guess how well you deal with a confronting question, like what were you like at your most vulnerable? What were you like before you ever had, like, a concept? Or, like, when you first discovered a concept of... um you know, human romantic interactions. And he was a very calculated person. You could tell. He was. He was very much like, why do you do this? And like, I want to understand the drivers behind all these different forces in the way you interact with people. So it was good. He was good value. And his friend was so cute. I actually like started to fall for him a little bit. <laughs> well, we can all go like, for picture, a, a coffee or a coastal I walk. don't know. Picture this, like, country bumpkin who is so sweet and then he starts talking about, like, really pro- – like, he had really profound opinions on all these different phenomenal works of literature. And when he, like, told us about his favourite book, I thought I was going to fall out of my chair. Just entirely unexpected. It was gorgeous. Um, but before we gush – what other questions stood out to you? Because there are a lot. Like, we were talking to them for a while, which really says something to their character. So I think that, <laughs> obviously, we didn't prepare any questions going in, which I think was a mistake, which I recognized, oh God, I like, know. within the first five minutes when there was crickets. I was like, oh, shit, I'm also nervous, so I can't think of oh anything God. to say. <laughs> but um, I know, but, like, again, how the hell could we prepare 
Very true. But my favorite questions were, um, what's your first, what's your worst quality? I thought that was really interesting. Yes. Because who admits their off, worst qualities off. on a first date? No one. I know. Well, for people who have nothing to lose because they could literally control, I'll delete this date at any point. Just <laughs> <laughs> one thing I really like, I was hailing as the most amazing things. We were talking about this before, like, oh, if it's shit, if it's boring, like, we'll just quit out of it. And then it dawned on me halfway through, I was like, they can quit on us and we could be literally stood up and left at the altar on our first Zoom day. Like, that is pressure. Um, Thank God that didn't Yeah, so happen. bear that in mind because that's quite stressful. That's the reality of the situation. Um, I also love, like, they could say, oh, you know, I've got somewhere to be, I've got to go, and then they'd leave. And it's like, they don't have anywhere to go. Like, you have no excuses to leave a chat now other than the fact that it sucks. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> that you're you're not interesting. Oh my god! Oh my god! But my other favorite one. Thank God it went well because then we got onto the topic of like what happens after this date. And to this day, I still don't know like what happens after a successful like Zoom date. dating app interaction to like video chat. What, what's next? You start you exchanging do? love letters via pigeon. I love. Well, <laughs> can you do that? No. I, a pigeon carrier is an essential service, probably not. Oh dear God! Um, I I think that the only thing that can actually happen is an endless amount of Zoom calls until this whole thing blows over. Which is why I'm going to say, yeah, don't obviously treat the first Zoom call as a date, but it's not. It's not going to get physical. It's not going to get intimate anytime soon. For God knows how long. So. Try and establish a friendship with this person. Like, see that you can get comfortable with them. See that you enjoy talking to them about whatever because that's what you're going to be doing for a really long time. And then if you do feel like meeting them in the future, just wait. <laughs> I know. I Well, yeah, literally, first and foremost, disclaimer, don't break social distancing laws. But, like, that's what I find so interesting because I don't know if – I think we're similar on this. I've never been friends with someone before I've dated them. Me either, never, not once. Like, I know your name, um, whether I'm physically attracted to you, and maybe two things we have in common. Bang, dating. I don't care. And drag me for that. But, like, it is a nice change of pace to kind of have that whole foundation built before, which is something our parents always bloody tell us to do. And I hate to fact, I hate to tell them that they're right in this instance. Um, but back to the love letters thing quickly. Because I know a lot of people have been saying, like, now is the renaissance of old-fashioned courtship. I'm stressed because if we're in our houses quarantining and social distancing, if you lick a stamp and you have coronavirus and then I open your motherfucking love letter and I get it from contact with that stupid stamp, I will come for you. I will, like, I will get better. I will flatten the curve, get out of the ICU, and then I will come knocking on your door with police, with authorities, if you lick a stamp and you know you're carrying it. So... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about love letters. I'd love to receive one, but just know I'm opening it with gloves and wrapping it in, like, disinfectant. And, I, and but that's the thing. Like, if you even tried to disinfect the page, okay, okay. all the ink would run. Uh, let me let me just Lord. fix that. Love emails. How do we feel about that? Love e- Yeah. Mm? Okay, Same. done. Keep it digital. There we go. <laughs> Solutions um, at Officially Unofficial. You're welcome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, apart from those questions, I also really, really liked if we weren't in isolation, what would the first date look like? Mm. Oh, what did they say? I can't even remember now. 
I don't know if we asked this question. I don't know why I have it written down, but I like it. <laughs> no, we did. Uh, I mean, it clearly wasn't very impressive. No, I think one of them suggested a coastal walk because he lives, oh, we shouldn't say the suburb. Um, oh, remember he showed us where he lived as well and we're like, don't do that. Don't like, do that. We're on a podcast right now. In the event we post this audio, we don't want people... Well, I mean, no one can come to your house, but we don't want people in three to six months' time coming to your house. Um, <laughs> and, and he was a good-looking guy. We don't want... He was a... Yeah, they both were. Why weren't we into them? Um, because they weren't problematic. Right, we're, we're the problem, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, no, what would a first date look like? I think that's really... It was really interesting and quite telling as well because they were... Not significantly older than us, but they were, what, five or six years older? And I think to hear, like, their standard of a first date is very much hinged on, like, you know, just a sit-down chat kind of very casual but very um, personality-based date versus what our first dates would be, which is, like, very activity-based and very, like, what are we going to do to keep it fun and, like, create a spark? It's, um, It's interesting to see how pragmatic people get. I also think it's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, I maintain no one really wants to go on a date where they just only talk to the person they're interested in the entire time. Like, you want to know that they're into you, there's that physical spark, like, there's a bit of fun and something memorable. Yeah. Who the hell wants to look back and say, yeah, like, we've been married for 15 years and our first date was a shit coffee at, like, a cafe near one of our homes? Well, I think that really, Excuse really me? depends on personality because obviously we don't have many friends that are like that because that, that doesn't... <laughs> we like, don't have any boring friends. We don't friends. have any boring friends. No, that, that doesn't satisfy us. But um, there's people that are going to interact that way because their relationship is going to translate to that. What, boring? Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm not even kidding here. Like <laughs> the, the lifestyle that you and I have is very free-spirited and spontaneous and... fun yeah like we love being around creative people we love um the artsy scenes and I guess we want an element of that in any date that we go on yeah true um which is hard to come up with now that we're only (laughs) online dating actually that's a good point so yes well you You saw my facial reaction Okay, so I downloaded TikTok recently and one of one of oh, the God. accounts that has gone viral that is my favorite thing ever is this Help. new couple in New York. So this guy is a photographer, drone photographer, um, videographer dude, and he lives on a rooftop in New York. And one day in isolation, he was on the roof with his camera and he has this like crazy zoom lens and he's taking photos of all of these New Yorkers that are chilling on their rooftop. And he noticed a girl that was oh really, I don't know, he noticed a girl. He liked the girl. So he put his number on a drone and flew the drone to her rooftop and she ended up texting him. Oh my God, imagine. Yeah. So Do she- you have to social distance from drones? Clearly not. No. <laughs> well, you don't even have to touch the drone because you just need the drone to like be in a position where you can see the phone number. And then you take, like, you just... Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so cute. So no touching at all. Anyway, so they end up, like, they start texting. And then the next day, he asked her out to dinner. And what he did was he knew one of the guys who was in her apartment block. So he went grocery shopping, bought them the same meal, prepared it, gave it to this (gasps) guy who lived in the same building as her. He took it to the rooftop with, like, a little table and everything. And they had a beautiful romantic dinner 
on different roofs on different buildings in New York <gasps> via FaceTime. You're you're kidding. See, this is the portrait I want to hear coming out of coronavirus time. That's unbelievable. Did you it's see actually beautiful. the same thing? Like, I'll post yeah, this on our Instagram. There was a guy who went on like a bubble date with a girl. Oh my god. He, like, yeah, he was in a massive bubble and then they just went on a, like, they went on a walk. Yeah, and in it was, New York. He was just rolling that, around. That's their second date. It's all on TikTok. I'll- oh, is it? It's the same. Oh, my God. These people are amazing. I love this couple. I hope they get married. So do I. Um, when they can, with more than five people at their wedding. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. Far out. See, I mean, the courtship happening on our end is uh, a blind date with two strangers on Zoom, which I got to say was a lot of fun. It jumping was. back to that. I think I would highly recommend it oh, in time. I have a question for you. Do you think going no. in shut up. <laughs> do you think going <laughs> going in as friends and making it a double date made it easier or harder? Like do you think it was more fun? I think it was more supportive and like safe for us because you know, even if it went shit, like when we were struggling, we bounced off each other. We yeah. were like, oh my God, ask us this about ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which sounds very self-indulgent, but you can do that when you're with another person. Like you can't literally say, oh my God, I've literally been on a date with someone actually who once said to me, like conversation was dead. It clearly wasn't going to go anywhere. But then he turned around and said, he was like, ask me a question about me. And I'm like, I hate you. Like you, you literally suck. Whereas when there's two of you, you can do that. And it's funny and it's kind of like, oh, 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 like, let's get to know. <laughs> and it worked. It worked several times. Yeah, I agree um, 100%. So I think, yeah. What would be your advice to two people or one person, like, considering going on a Zoom date? I reckon do it. Like, you have nothing to lose if you're bored and lonely. <laughs> you literally have nothing to lose. Literally. But the only, like, if you're genuinely looking for something meaningful and serious because you're obviously not looking for a hookup like you can't do that right now but um if you're looking and if you do be ashamed of yourself yep (laughs) but if you're looking for something um genuine just take it really slow take it really really slow because yeah you you, you're not going to be able to turn it into a physical relationship anytime soon so you don't want to get bored or have your conversation turn into a daily, hey, how's your day going? Like, Yeah, or torture yourself. Yeah. There's nothing stupider than being sad and horny. I'm sorry, it's wrong. Literally. It is not a combination of emotions you need. Yeah, like even I I went on a really, really fun date with someone post-isolation. No, sorry, pre-isolation before. I was going to say, when's that <laughs> happening? Wait, no. what country do you live in? Oh, God. But no, I went on a really fun date with someone and I definitely, like, wanted, want to still go on, like, a second date with them. But I have no idea when that's going to happen. So we've had, like, one yeah. one or two, like, um, FaceTime calls and it's been fun. But it's so different. It's, like, barely knowing someone and then going into a long-distance relationship with them. Like, it's, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not exciting. So if you can turn into friends with them, almost, like borderline friends, someone whose company you kind of enjoy, maintain that. <laughs> yes, do it. I know I was having this conversation with my like, I guess, flame. I don't know how you would describe this person, but we were on a Zoom date and it was so much fun. Like we had a good three and a half hour conversation just chatting the entire time. But we actually got into this. It's like, how do people maintain a spark if they've, you know, met before and now they're in this situation? Like, obviously, 
partners are allowed to visit each other, but define a partner like the guy you went on one date with <laughs> is not worth a potential like one to five thousand dollar fine. Oh, sorry, my dad just walked in. Hi. I'm honest. I'm recording Hi. a podcast. Can you please get out? Oh my God. Thanks for the thumbs up. Please don't keep that in. Our editor's definitely <laughs> going to keep that in the podcast. Great. This is the perks of bloody working from home. Anyway, um, what was I saying? I really need my forty my my father to walk in on me talking about love and dating in a time of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we were talking about like ways to spice it up and what do you do? And it's just like, you know what? You kind of just roll with it. Like, I think I don't want to get on a rant here. So I'm going to try not to, but just suck it up. Like we're doing these things for the good of humanity and public health and safety. So if you're really that sad about the fact that you can't go on a date with the person you met once or twice before this, Look at it as like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I mean, you might start dating them once this is all over and realize that they're trash. So take this time to spot all the red flags, put them in the wash and see what color they come out when you're ready to put your like going out clothes on again and re-enter society once it's safe. Preach it. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I well, look, we have a lot to say about our date. But I think we should wrap it up and do a little bit of a teaser because our next episode is going to dis- is going to have a highly anticipated guest, uh, mysterious. Um, what other words can I use to describe him? I was going to say creative seductive, but that's genius. weird because we work with him. Creative, creative genius with yes, a very beautiful um, and seductive voice and single. Oh, is he? Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's got a beautiful voice and he's a beautiful person. Our podcast producer, Dale, is coming on the show to tell us what it was like to pretend to be two women talking to over 50 men on a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and the bonus is that obviously he's the one who picked the men we went on a date with, but he's also the one who got an opportunity to see the whole date because he got to see the video footage. So he can, like, he can compare what they were like in real life compared to what they were like on the dating app. I know. Which is going to be fun. Which we still haven't been able to do. I want to know, like, I want to know if who else was there. I know that sounds awful because I love Shay and Kane. They were amazing. But, like, I'm sorry, what if, like, the Stenmark twins were hitting us up wanting to be on this podcast? Imagine. Oh, my God, that hypothetical kills me. I know, and Dale's an angel, but, like, he is the kind of terrorist that would do that to us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Anyway, what are you going to do now with all your spare time after we finish recording? I'm going to go have dinner. I'm going to go have dinner. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And then we're going to stare at the ceiling and wait till next week to do this again. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Parting gift to the people. Since you actually know how to online date and I am just like, it's, I I haven't upskilled in that way. What are your three pieces of advice for anyone wanting to, I guess, just take that route of virtual dating? Um, Be yourself. Yes. Wear something that makes you feel comfortable and... Yeah. Isolate. 
<laughs> and isolate. Okay, done. Amazing. Done. Oh. There you go. There you have it. And as we're closing this episode, if you guys have any kind of topics you want us to analyze or talk about, just slide into our DMs on Instagram. Like we're so open to hearing your thoughts. We've had a couple of people reach out, which is very cool. Um, but we have a lot of free time. We also have so much time. We have we have so much time. <laughs> Too much time. And, and a lot of opinions. Um, oh, my God. Even more so than usual. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's the best, worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. <laughs> Our opinions, not coronavirus. That's arguably awful. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay bloody inside, please. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at officiallyunofficial.pod and see you next week. Bye. (laughs)